title of the message is Keep Going. Keep Going. Last night, we had so many problems. We went through four different internet um, connections to get something stable. The My microphone, brand new Sennheiser US microphone, <clears throat> didn't work uh, much. Um, one of the sound cables didn't work. <clears throat> um, the Zoom sound was coming through our sound system at the same time as us. Um, it was one technological disaster. It was the worst mess I've ever seen with technology. And so the title of my message is, Keep Going. <laughs> Turn to your neighbour and say, Keep Going. Praise God. So, sometimes things happen um, in, you know, in the meetings, in the ministry, and they have prophetic significance. <clears throat> We're on a journey in the Lord. We're on a journey. And in this journey, you have to be focused, intentionally focused on the upward call of God and you don't let anything distract you from the will of God. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. I was in a, a place called Macquarie Fields, a rough part of Sydney where they had riots and so on. I decided to do an outreach meeting in a community hall. And uh, so we had um, a group of people there and one of the guys in the meeting was drunk was drunk and um, so he began to call out for prayer he wanted prayer and he was drunk and uh, the Lord didn't give me permission to pray for him and he's crying and slobbering and he wants prayer and uh, then uh, I don't know what happened and they took him outside and they had a full-on Islander. I don't know if you know about Islanders, but it was a full-on Islander punch-up. So we're having this miracle meeting and they're having a brawl outside. And then the Lord says to me, while all this is going on, the lady, young lady in the back seat of the hall, she stood up. And this young lady had fallen from a balcony, second story balcony, had fallen through the balcony and uh, had um, smashed her hip and shoulder. I can't remember all the details. And the power of Jesus Christ came on her in the back row and those bones healed. Years of pain. And she began dancing in the Holy Spirit while they're having a punch-up outside. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. She gave her life to Jesus Christ. Praise God. In life, there will be distractions. There will be things that happen. And some of these distractions are sent from the enemy but let your focus be on Jesus Christ. You are on a journey. 
you are on a journey and home is your destiny heaven is your home you want to meet with the master and you want every day of the week to be pleasing unto him because your gaze is constantly upwards and onwards and this life the things in this life the things in this life will try to distract you will try to cause you to be full of fear and worry people will put pressure on you all sorts of things that the enemy will use to try to distract you from one thing choose that one thing the will of the father the will of the father what is his will in your life before you were born he planned a journey for you a journey of good works a journey that you should walk in him you know you may get sick the friend of God can get sick just because you've got problems in life doesn't mean that you can't be a friend of God just because you've got problems in life doesn't mean that God doesn't love you so in the midst of all the problems of life what he wants of you is faith keeping faith obeying him just keeping walking with him no matter what's going on in your life I choose to believe I reject disappointment you know in the Old Testament God forbid disappointment disappointment is not an option for us tell your neighbor and say keep going the destiny is eternal life and heaven and throughout this life prioritize the kingdom of God the kingdom of God prioritize the kingdom I remember sometimes the Holy Spirit locates people the Holy Spirit located this uh, elderly lady and uh, I began to prophesy I said I see you in prayer and you know she said yes people don't know about it but I said I see you in prayer during the night I see you in prayer during the day and I said sometimes your grandchildren are wanting your attention family wants your attention but you will not give up your call prayer she put Jesus Christ first Luke 10 38 I want to ask you a question what is your priority in life is your priority your family your, jo your job what's number one in your life like when it comes down to what you're doing in life what's most important it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus feet and heard his word but Martha was distracted 
with much serving. You know, sometimes we can get just distracted even with good things. Good things are not necessarily God's will for your life. You can be involved in good's will, good things, and be outside of his good will for your life. So she was doing the dishes. She was serving food. She was doing good things. And she was all upset. She was all anxious because her sister wasn't helping. And she ended up telling Jesus off. She was distracted. And Jesus said this, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. One thing in your journey that God has called you to, one thing is necessary. Have you got in mind that one thing? Or are you allowing other people who themselves are not happy, who themselves may be controlled by demons, who themselves are hindered in life, are you allowing them to control your life? Are you a people pleaser and you're trying to please all the people around you? You know, and all these people, they need a life themselves and they're stealing your life and you're trying to please them. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You know, there, there is a cross to bear when you stop pleasing people. Hallelujah. When you stop doing what other people want you to do and just living your life pleasing other people, there's a cross to bear. There's a cross to bear. For example, if someone has a spirit of anger and they're always getting angry, and so maybe you're a husband and wife, all right, and so you do this anger thing and you yell at each other and so on. But one day you decide one thing is necessary. My spouse, she always gets angry and that's, that's her, what she does. That's the way she solves problems in life. But there's one thing is necessary. I refuse to get angry anymore. I refuse to do this thing. And then your wife says, all right, or your husband I'm out of here. Because the spirit of anger always wanted you to be angry. And one day you decide, I'm not going to be a people pleaser. I'm not doing this anymore. There's a cross to bear. When Jesus calls, obey and follow. You've only got one life. One life. When he calls, say, yes, Lord, obey. No ifs, no buts. I'm not talking about, you know, prophecy where people, they prophesy to themselves and they say all sorts of stupid things. I'm talking, yeah, that sometimes happens. I'm talking about when Jesus Christ has put a call on your life. Just get up and follow him. And as, this is Mark 1.16, as, as Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. They were, they were at work, right? They were doing their, what they're supposed to do. 
but there is someone who has greater authority than your daily good tasks, has greater authority than your boss, your spouse, whoever, your children, whatever you think is so important. There's someone who has authority over all. He's the king of heaven. And when he says, come, yes, yes, sir. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. Immediately left, they left their nets and followed him. And when he'd gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. They were doing good things. They were looking after their families. They were working hard. You know, what they were doing was good. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants. Bye! And went after Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine what the father's thinking? You know, hey, where are you going? <laughs> See ya! <laughs> Praise God! Some of you are thinking, there's no way I'd do that. Just, just leave everything? But what a life. What a life. To follow Jesus. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. It's radical, you know. He may not call you to do what I've done, but he's calling you to do what he wants you to do. Amen? Amen. See, you're all different. You're all different. You're individuals. Don't try to be like someone else. Find out what God's call on your life is. Praise God. So... Um, just tell a little story. I, I was pastoring and then I became like a chaplain in the mining industry. And then the Lord called me to do this. I said, well, Lord, how do you do this financially? Like, tell me what I'm supposed to do financially. So you want to hear the Lord's advice to me? Financial advice from heaven. You ready? He said... Look after your elderly parents financially and help poor children financially. So he told me how to give away my money. I go, okay, God. So I said, Mom, I'm going to make this commitment every month to you financially. And then I organized through an organization called Compassion to look after children. And then Jem, this ministry... By God's grace, we look after 30 children. So I committed myself to do what he told me. Gave up my job and followed Jesus. Amen. And it's been blessed ever since. Praise God. Come, follow me. You know, praise the Lord. Today we need more missionaries. We need more missionaries. People who are willing under the call of God, to leave all and follow Jesus and preach the gospel to the other nations. You know, it's an epic call. Hallelujah. There's nothing like it. It's a life full of joy and difficulty. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't let your blessing hinder your journey with God. Don't let your blessing hinder your journey with God.
Matthew 1, sorry, Matthew 19, 21, Jesus said to the rich young man, if you want to be perfect, or the rich ruler, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. So this young man was blessed financially, you could say blessed, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So God will bless you, but don't let his blessing become an idol of the heart. Don't let it bind you. Everything that he gives us, we give back to him. We, we don't give 10%, we give everything. Everything, look, my life, Lord, belongs to you. All that I have belongs to you. So, Lord, I give it all to you. Hallelujah, it's not mine. See, you don't belong to yourself. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you were bought through the death of Jesus. When he died on your behalf and you believed in him, he redeemed you. He took you. And so the Bible says that by the blood of Jesus, we are his possession. We belong to him. Everything that we have, our will, our mind, our heart's desires, everything belongs to him. You have to die so that he can live in you. Only by dying can you be resurrected in Christ. Only through repentance can you live the righteous life. Hallelujah. So God's called you. And so you go, okay, yes, Lord, I'm going. Everyone say, I'm going. Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. It was a command from heaven to his disciples. We're going to cross over to the other side. When God calls you and said, let's go and do this, Satan may not like it. So they obey the Lord and they get into a boat and they begin the journey across the other side of, of the Galilee Lake, Lake Galilee, and on the other side, destiny, is a man with a legion, 12,000 demons, who's going to be delivered and become an evangelist. But let us cross over to the other side. On the way, what happens? A big storm comes and the boat's in danger of going under. And, you know, some, some people are like, well, I thought God told me to cross over to the other side, but this big storm, I must have got it wrong. I'm going to try to swim back. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back. It's too hard. It's too difficult. When God commands you to go, when his call is upon your life, storms are normal. Your call will be challenged by the enemy. The enemy will use the people around you to challenge you. The enemy will use finances. The enemy will use temptation. The enemy will use crisis. The enemy will use sickness. Any dirty thing that he can find, he is totally evil to oppose the good will of God. Hallelujah. So press on. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep going. 
God will bring peace to your storm. If God's called you to do something, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to your heart. If God has called you to do something, you will cross over. What you need to do is keep faith. And that's what the disciples lost. Jesus said to them, where is your faith? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And he spoke to the storm, peace. Instantly the waves became calm. The wind stopped. And they arrived to do warfare with the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so, you know, in the West we have this mentality of, uh, you know, the Christian life is one big prosperity, one big blessing after another. It's not true. There is a devil and there is God. And the devil will try to challenge God's will in your life and challenge you whether you are committed, whether you have some grunt whether you have some perseverance, whether you have character, whether you have endurance, and whether you have faith to keep going. Hallelujah. Praise God. So pursue your destiny in Christ. Don't stop for issues. Don't stop for issues. So what? So you're on your path you know, walking with the Lord, things are going well, and then someone gets offended. Some difficulty comes. It's about the heart. Your journey in the Lord is about your journey with your heart. So someone's offended. Someone wrongs you. Someone doesn't fulfill your expectation. And the temptation is for you to turn from your focus on the Lord and begin to deal, to deal with the issues. Did, did God call you to deal with that issue? Like I know with myself, I'm like a, a dog with a bone. Anyone else like that? I don't want to give it up. And... You've got to keep focused. What has God called you to do? What has God called you to do? Because you can totally mess it up. God may have in store someone who needs a miracle. Someone who needs to be saved. And you get distracted by an angry person. You get distracted because someone ripped you off. You get distracted because you think that's important. But it's not God's will for you to deal with it. Let it go. Let it go. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to let it go. Pursue your destiny. You've only got one life. Don't let it go. Luke 9:51. Now it came to pass when the time had come for Jesus to be received up into heaven that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. You know, Jesus told his disciples, 
when you go preaching, don't talk to anyone on the road. Don't greet anyone. We're ambassadors. Focus. Go and preach the gospel. Don't spend an hour at the coffee shop having a cappuccino. Hallelujah. Come on. And sent messages before his face. And as they went, they entered the village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they, the Samaritans, did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. So the Samaritans didn't get on politically with the, with the Jews. The Samaritans were a mixed race and they had uh, their own religion, which was a mixture of Judaism and, and pagan stuff, and they didn't get on well. And because Jesus had decided to go to Jerusalem, they took offence. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven, consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And then he went on to the next village. Now, some of us would be like, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this. But Jesus went on to the next village. He let it go. Turn to your neighbor and say, just let it go. There's someone here and you have this financial thing going on and you need to just let it go. It's consuming your life. It's become a, a distraction that's taking everything. Just let it go. God is able to deal with the people, whoever it is. He's able to deal with the people. Just let it go. And just like a child, follow Jesus. Put your faith in him. Amen. Praise God. You know, know your call. There are many good things that you could do in life. But what has God called you to do? Do that. Hallelujah. In Luke 4:42, when it was day, Jesus departed and went to a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. Come on, stay here, Jesus, and make a church. We'll have the biggest synagogue in all of, <laughs> of Galilee or whatever. You know, uh, what a great idea. You stay with us, and, you know, and there'll be... Times where, you know, if you're going for it for the Lord, that there'll be opportunities to do things. But what has God called you to do? You can go and do ministry, but is God in it? And Jesus said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. He knew what he was on about. You also, you need to know God's will. Don't get distracted in doing good things that God hasn't called you to do. There are many good things you can do. There are many unbelievers who are doing good things and probably doing them better than you could. But what has God called you to do? When each member does his part, it makes for bodily growth. Amen. Amen. Praise God.
Don't let the doubters and the critics hinder your journey with the Lord. Don't let the doubters. Anyone got a doubter in their life? The critics, the religious people, don't let them hinder you. There was a man who came to Jesus and he said, come, pray for my daughter. My daughter is at the point of death. And then from the house they sent messages and they said, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master further anymore. The doubters. And Jesus said, only believe. Do not fear. Only believe. So they continued their journey. When they got to the house, the people, they had, they had professional wailers. They're wailing, they're, they're carrying on. And Jesus said, why are you wailing? The girl is not dead, but asleep. In your journey with the Lord, move by faith. And faith moves at a different level than what you see. Faith is in a different realm. It's in the realm of the kingdom of heaven. Faith sees what man does not see. The girl is not dead, but sleeping. He put them all out. He had a call. He had a mission. Jesus had a mission. The doubters, the ridiculers. It says that the, the whalers ridiculed him and mocked him. He put them all out. Who ended up with egg on their face? Jesus raised the girl from the dead. The girl walks out of that room and all the whalers and the mockers are looking at a living girl. Who had the last say? Don't get stuck on the doubters in your life, upon the ridiculers. God is able to prove himself and his gospel. Amen? Praise God. On your journey in life, beware of temptation. The devil knows your weak points. So be faithful in the word because the word will warn you about temptation. In the journey, there will come temptations. When Jesus in Luke 4 is tempted in the wilderness, it says that the devil left him for an opportune time. He left him. Jesus was tempted and the devil left him and waited for an opportune time to come back. If Jesus was tempted, who are you? Who, are, who am I? In this journey in the Holy Spirit, temptations will come. So you need to be on your guard. Jesus said, watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Praise God. In this journey, lay aside everything that's holding you back. There are two things that spiritually particularly will hold you back. One is a snare. A snare is sin. Where you are practicing a sin, it will spiritually hinder your walk in the Lord. It's like you're chained. A snare is like a trap. And the second thing the Bible says are heavy weights. Lay aside the weights. What are you doing in your life that is not a sin but is not helping you in your journey? Lay it aside. Praise God.
I mean, there are some people, I heard someone talking to me the other day, they'd given up caffeine because I was told that caffeine was a weight in my life that I didn't need. It would send me up and down like a yo-yo and, and, uh, and it wasn't good for my health and so on, so I gave it up. It wasn't a sin, but it wasn't helpful to be going like a yo-yo. I needed to be straight. Just, you know, like not my emotions going like this with caffeine. I just, praise God, I just gave it up. It was a weight that I didn't need. Turn to your neighbour and say, what weight are you carrying that you do not need? Some weights are cultural. Cultural. Like the man who said to Jesus, in the parable that Jesus told, he said, I must go bury my father. And that would be, could be 10 days of, you know, eating and all the ceremony, the funeral, the wake, all that stuff. Let the dead bury their own dead. That's what Jesus told him. But you go preach the gospel. Hallelujah. What weights are in your life that are hindering you? Do you really make Jesus Christ Lord of your life? Or are other people your idols? Don't be a people pleaser. Get rid of the stuff that's hindering you. Follow Jesus Christ. You've only got one life and heaven is destiny. Eternal life is where we're headed. We want to hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in the little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's it. Hallelujah. Don't waste your life doing what everyone else is doing, thinking about temporal things when you can have eternal reward. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Everyone say, the best best. is yet to come. In Jesus' name. I'm on a journey. journey. I've given my life life. to Jesus Christ. Christ. The devil is defeated. My sights are on Jesus. My faith is in him. Never again, devil. I'm running for Jesus with all that I've got. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If there are weights or sin in your life, I'm encouraging you to tonight, you tonight, to just shed it. Get rid of it. What is your weight and what is your sin? Are you given to anger, manipulation? Do you use the cold shoulder? Don't talk to people? Is it lust? Is it pornography that's holding you back? Is it unforgiveness? You just keep remembering the past, the hurts of the past. You'll never move forward in Christ where you're held to the hurts of the past. Let it go. Tonight, what is it that you need to release? Have you practiced, you know, witchcraft, the occult, new age, palm reading, iridology, horoscopes, all that sort of stuff? That's something that will hold you, chain you, repent of it, get rid of anything that's in your house. I remember uh, just a few weeks ago, a man said, come and bless my newborn baby, he and his wife. 
And I said, and he's wanting the blessing. And I said, I see in your house an evil spirit that's about to attack the baby that you're holding here because in your house you have got yoga, materials, new age, occult stuff. He said, yes, it's true. I've got literature in the house. I said, go home, get rid of it. You think, well, I just wanted a blessing on the baby. You know, praise God. What's holding you back? You know, have you got good luck charms, stuff that people have given you that you think is so precious that's actually a demonized object and that object is cursing your life? You know, it might be worth $10,000. Throw it in the bin. Praise God. So right now, I want you to do business with God. Just go and close your eyes and do business with God. There's things, I see someone's heart right now, it's dark. You, you know that you need to repent. Praise God. Praise God. There's someone here, you're a gossiper, a gossiper, and your gossip brings destruction. Need to repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Thank you, Lord. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you will be restored to your maker through repentance of sin. Thank you, Lord. There's someone here and God called you, but you've been holding off for a long time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here am I. Send me. It's time to obey the Lord. Thank you, Lord. All God's people said, Amen. Amen.